Well, hello. You are listening to the Swinging Flamingo Podcast. This is a sexually explicit podcast, and you must be 18 to listen unless you want to share an awkward listening experience with your parents. This is not professional advice. This is our opinion based on our journey through the swinging lifestyle. So, are you ready to flamingo with us? Welcome back to another episode of the Fucking Flamingos. I am your well-carbed host, Lee. And I am Mrs. Flamingo. You don't have a name today? Nope. No name and no carbs. You fake carbs. (laughs) Don't fucking lie to me. I've not seen you skip carbs. I get a little carb hangry. Blame it on the carbs. Okay. I got to keep the curves. Keep them from doing what? Going flat. (laughs) Okay. Well, you're on top of it, girl. Keep up the good work. I only had two rolls at dinner today. (laughs) So how is your um, drink? Everyone talks about their drinks when they start their podcast. How's your drink? I'm drinking a hot contraption of some sort. Do you, you, are you going to let me in on what it is? You don't know what's in it? I'm is assuming it, some sort of tea, but I... It's the same exact thing as my hot tea. It's got blueberry sugar with a little bit of touch and dash of pineapple sugar with about a shot of bourbon. <laughs> That's the cinnamon you're tasting. <laughs> you should have just poured me a glass of bourbon. It wouldn't be like a hot one, though. It'd have a little burn to it. <laughs> yeah. So here we are being all bougie with our fancy drinks. And we were making fun of people for doing that. <laughs> I spiked your drink. Are you trying to get me drunk tonight? I am. We are kidless. We might have to make some sweet love. I'll love you like a fat kid loves cake after this is done. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> You're damn right you will. <laughs> I'll let you lick me up and down. Okay. Are you back on track? Is there a squirrel? Yeah. Squirrel moment. So I've decided we're going to change our names to the Steaming Bucket of Shit podcast. Oh God, Why? <laughs> Well, did you realize we have reviews out there? No. Oh, well, let me fill you in. This is great. There's a website that I use that tracks our downloads, and I got a notification that says, you have a new review. And unbeknownst to us, we actually had reviews on the board that I never even paid attention to. So I'm reading through these reviews, and one lovely listener said, I'm glad this show is going away. They are a steaming bucket of shit. How do you like that? (laughs) They obviously didn't listen to our show. Well, here's the deal. It was done in March, and we did a little... Uh, No, there was no we. That was a you-you. We did a little snarky episode in March, so maybe it rubbed someone the wrong way. But here's the deal. Looking back on this person's reviews that they did for other shows, I'm assuming it's a troll or a fan of maybe some other people. Yep. A big fan, or probably just them in Cognito. Who knows? Now, a funny thing is they made the comment about another podcaster, our friends Kinky Frame, They made the comment that all that they do is hawk their ill-fitting shirts. (laughs) Do they even know what ill-fitting shirts are? I don't know. Maybe maybe the person that wrote this is just an ill-fitting person, (laughs) but the shirts fit just fine. Again, I think it's a troll. Oh, yeah, definitely. I guess, I I mean, what the internet world says, you're doing something right if you have a troll. Yeah, if you don't have any haters, you're not making an impact. But here's the deal. We had nearly 20 five-star reviews, so that tells me that... One out of 20 listeners is a total cunt. Oh my God, there you are with that word. You know one of my favorite memes on the internet? It I says, don't want to hear it. It says something word. about, my wife told me I can't go around calling everybody cunts. And it's got a picture of Bruno Mars. And it says, don't believe me, just watch. <laughs> That's kind of how I roll. Mm-hmm. But anyway, one in 20 listeners is a dumb cunt. So you need to look mm-hmm. at yourself in the mirror and ask which listener you are. I'm assuming the 19 that are listening to us are probably pretty good people. Yeah. Probably. We love our listeners. All 19 of them. The ones that actually listen. (laughs) So let's jump into a group of people that aren't cunty. Let's talk about altplayground.net. Which we love, altplayground.net, because it is a non-monogamous adult website. And another great thing about them, with the world opening back up, they are now in full swing with meet and greets. They sent me a couple that are going on. There's one July 17th at Bull Run in Northern Virginia. August 7th, there's one at Old Westminster Winery in Maryland. And again, August 21st at the winery at Bull Run. And if you want to, I don't know, I want to say host a meet and greet in our area. Or your area. Yep, or your area. Reach out, let us know, and we can hook you up and 
get it going. Yep. Check the Twitter page, the Facebook page, the Instagram page. They're looking for area reps or hosts. So that's a fun way to get out and meet people and make an impact in your community. Definitely. Without sounding like an infomercial, we got a couple of things we need to touch on before we move on to our topic. Coming up in October, we have Pod Bash at Secrets in Florida. Can't wait. Super excited. I got my tan going on for it. You are nice and bronze. You've been talking all year about how pasty you were, and now you're darker than me. No, I, I do not want to go to Florida looking like a porcelain doll. You're on top of it. You look good. If anybody's seen the Twitter pics that you've been naked in the sun, they'll know what you're talking about. Yep. But rooms are filling up fast for that. We actually had some another friend from Amarillo, A&C. They signed up, and they're going to go party their asses off with us. Yep, we can't wait to party with everyone. We hope to see you guys there so we can party it up. It's going to be incredible. You might get to do an ass shot. Oh, I forgot about that. We'll talk about that here in a minute. Hold that thought. <laughs> well, on the topic of pool parties, we are one week out from our yearly pool party at the Club OKC. And counting down. Oh, we're going actually Sunday before it starts and going to pick out our room and our spot and get posted up. I'm already got my list of every 5,000 things that I have to take. We got to take a U-Haul. Mood lights, decorations for the canopy, decorations for the room, fog machine, strobe lights. Yep. Yep. Stripper bowl. And the great thing is very little suitcase because I swear my swimsuit gets smaller and smaller every year. Are you even wearing one this year? I showed you the one I got you ordered. It's not going to cover much. It'll cover your boobs. Yeah, which I don't have to do in Oklahoma. Or you're going above and beyond what's required of you. I am. <laughs> well, starting next weekend, week after next, I guess, be watching our Twitter. I'm sure there's going to be all sorts of sexy and crazy stuff posted. Oh, God. It's going to be fun. I'll probably be embarrassed. No, you won't. <laughs> You'd walk outside the mailbox nude right now if you could. Yeah, I would. Our neighbors love us. I had booty shorts on today, and they kept looking at me like, ah. Booty shorts? Were you wearing your booty shorts from FullSwapShop.com? I was. The one with the swinging flamingo on it. Did anybody ask you what the hell that meant? No, they just were looking at me like, what? We do know we've had some friends that were on Bourbon Street, and someone came up to them and was like, oh, my God, do you guys listen to them? We love them. And I'm like... I hope someone recognizes us like when we have our shirt on and do it. I'm going to be like, yeah, do you like them? They're going to say, do you listen to that steaming bucket of shit too? <laughs> We're gonna, no, we've never heard of them. Someone wouldn't have the balls to say that in person, would they? No. That's a troll move. Oh yeah, definitely. But on the topic of swag, we're getting ready to throw out and hopefully sell out of some there at the pool party. We're, take, we're going loaded with swag. Yep, we are going to bring some shirts, so we can't wait. We want everyone to have some. My bourbon's kicking in. Yeah, you're bouncing up and down. I'm just watching sound waves here go all over the place. <laughs> I'm going to strap you to the chair if that'll work. Before summer's up, make sure you go and get a tank top that has our logo on it. That's enough of trying to sell shit. I feel like a used car salesman. <laughs> all right, let's change it up. We'll talk about a date that I set up. <laughs> Which is not very often, so this was unique. I had a friend coming in. So I made the arrangements. And where did we end up? That's the kicker there. The gay hood. Here's the deal. I didn't realize we were in the gay hood until the guy I was sitting on his lap told me that's where we were at. Oh my gosh, you're so stupid. (laughs) That was was a Rodney Carrington joke. He didn't realize he was in a gay bar until the guy he was two-stepping with told him. (laughs) You're stupid. (laughs) We eat down there all the time. We were trying out a new restaurant. And so anyways, our date stood us up. One you, can, of those you can't even set up a MFM, can you? No, that's the reason that I don't do it. You suck. Which... <laughs> I was trying to suck twice. <laughs> I couldn't do it. I was trying. That's what I get for going out on a limb. See what happens when you try to pick up non-straight guys. <laughs> as hot as you are, you can't convert them. <laughs> you can even use me as bait to get them there. I know, right? I guess that says a lot about me, though. <laughs> Funny story on him when I was... Working at the same place he did. Mm-hmm. He and I got stuck on a job site one time. And he's kind of a roughneck, for lack of better terms. And when I came back to the office, a bunch of the girls were asking how he was. And I said, he's a nice guy. He's not the womanizer, all of that, that I thought he was. <laughs> and then six years months later, later. years later, we found out he's gay. And I'm like, wait a minute. And then I'm like, he didn't even hit on me. What the hell? <laughs> I guess since I was your husband. Or maybe I'm just terribly ugly. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not his type. You, you must not be his type. Yeah, when I heard that, I'm like, wait a minute. That answers the him not being a womanizer story. 
Oh, he's one of my good friends. I love him to death. But yeah, he freaking stood us up. And you didn't see that gayness in high school? No, no. I didn't pay attention. I didn't pay attention to who people, what they were doing. But looking back now, I guess I could. Because I don't know. He just, I didn't see it coming. But I'm glad he's happy now. Super happy. He's living his best life. But obviously not eating dinner with us. He's not eating good food, so he's not living his best life. Right. (laughs) So let's get into some swinger stuff, which is why everybody's stopped by. But before we do, let's do a little housekeeping here. This is going to be a little bit touchy, so I don't know how deep we're going to go in, as some of it's still kind of personal, and we're still working through some issues. Still a little raw, and I'm going to have to take a drink for a second. Everybody just heard you slurp. (sighs) All right. So me and Miss Thing here have been... I guess, for lack of better terms, been on a little rough patch in our marriage. Is, yep. that, is that fair? Yep. And it has nothing to do with the lifestyle stuff. And nope. I would probably say that anybody that's in a direct circle to us has probably been unaware of it. So it's not something that's been brewing in our adventures, but it's kind of came to a head lately. And yep, a couple weekends, like actually two different times, it really came to a head. It's been recurring. And the bad part is we have been trying to still attend lifestyle events. And luckily, none of this has carried over to any of our lifestyle stuff. Yeah, try to keep it separate. But unfortunately, for the week, because you travel during the week, we've had stuff going on where I've had to go elsewhere, like up to help my daughter in Oklahoma and some different things that we couldn't address it properly, I guess you could say. It was put on the back burner until one night. And just overview, again, without getting too personal... I think we were both at kind of the point in our marriage where we hadn't really been paying enough attention to each other. Yeah. And I, I'll accept my faults, and I think you will. Again, yep. it came to a big blow up one night and followed into the following morning, which in 17 years, I have to say, this is probably one of the worst fights. And it's been a long gap since we've had a. We call them FU. FU fights. It's been, it's been a long time. We don't, and that's the thing about us is we don't really bicker and fight little here and there. We, it comes to blows when it comes to blows. We used to, in the beginning, every six months would have issues, but it's been a while. And you even mentioned during our fight that we went through COVID being pretty kosher with each other, but just in the last, I'd say a couple months, Yeah, I'm probably going through a midlife crisis. Yep. yep. You know, I'm at that point in my life where I'm reevaluating things. Another thing we both brought up is the kids are out of school. Empty nesters. Yeah. and And things are starting to change and we've focused on everything else for so long that I don't think we really turned and faced each other and focused on each other. But I I do have to say one of the things I I was proud of is in our 17 years and with what we've learned through the lifestyle, that was probably one of the hardest as well as easiest fights we had because when we took the personal stuff out of it and kept it for facts without trying to hurt each other and just said, look, here's what I'm feeling. Here's what I feel you're not doing. Our communication we we realized after when we really got to fighting that we're wanting the same goal. We're just really pointing different directions. And yeah. that, but we do still. I mean, our marriage does still matter for to us. And we you know that's what we want to focus on. And we've made that commitment to each other to start reworking to where we used to be. Yeah. I don't know how we fell off so quick. And, you know, I guess work commitments, kid commitments, extracurricular. Well, and also we're we're just at a a pass in life that. We either, like I said, we either go together or we separate because we've got, you know, stuff going on with your work. We've got stuff with the kids. We've got a little bit of everything. And so we just have to, we either grow together or grow yeah. apart. We're, we're entering another phase of our lives Yep, together or without. And you know, we're going to, my deal is we're going to be together. It's nothing we couldn't get through. It just, it's one of those deals where I was going with this, I think. With everything everybody gets involved in with the lifestyle, especially with things opening back up after we've all been locked down to next, to each, next to each other, take a few minutes to realize what's important to you. And even if you think everything's going good, that's one thing. We didn't communicate what was wrong until it went really bad. Yeah, just check in with each other. Make sure everything's good because you don't realize it. And you, I guess, call it sweeping under the rug. Basically, you just go on. You don't feel like a fight and you just yeah. can overlook things. But then when you look under the rug, there's a bunch of shit that needs to be addressed. Yeah. You so, can only walk over that rug so so long. So we've kind of changed up what we've done lately. We've actually been cutting back a little bit on the lifestyle stuff. Which is one thing that we have said in past podcasts is 
if you're not solid as a couple, step away from the lifestyle, regroup, don't bring your shit into the lifestyle because it's not going to build that foundation. Which one of the things we talked about that we used to do prior to so much lifestyle stuff was our car stuff, our music stuff we go to, our car stuff. You know, you sat out in the garage with me for a couple hours today while I cut and welded and drank a glass of wine while I did my thing. And, you know, it's not you that you're right there with me, but we're in the same vicinity. And to us, that's sharing time together. Yeah, exactly. All right, we're trying to lighten it up. Let's move on. So prior to our ill-fated <laughs> dis- heated discussion, we did go out on a date, which is kind of where the end result of this finished out. We, yes. we went with a couple to Colette. Which we don't typically go on dates to Colette. We don't take sand to the beach. <laughs> and once we got there, we kind of realized, well, it's, it's hard for us to enjoy the evening like we like when we do that. Because there's just so many variables. Yeah, you can't mix and mingle and meet new people and when you're in on one couch. And there's nothing more than I hate doing than going to a club and posting up in one spot. That drives me nuts. We yeah. like to, we're like, hey, there's that couple that we met at wherever. And you kind of feel obligated to your date. So when we say we don't like taking dates to the club, or that's the reason why. For the most part, this one went pretty good. They went around a bit by themselves and mingled, and we broke yeah. away a couple times. But Well, and they understand. They're pretty good about, they go do their thing, they come back, you know, so... I do have to say one thing about Colette's that I've noticed the last several times we've gone, and it's not just the Dallas one, it's other ones. I've kind of been disappointed in the music. I feel like they're getting it so loud that you can't talk. Like I was literally like, I had a sore throat when we left there because the couple we were trying to talk with, we were having to scream at them. And so I did not enjoy that. And I, I'm not too old, so it's not because I'm old. I'm just saying, take it down a little bit. Come on, Betty White. Right. Get with it. Betty White would rock that shit out, and you're acting like a granny. Well, I'm just saying. So as we mentioned before in the housekeeping part, this is kind of where it came to a head. Nothing to do with this couple. We just, you and I were having some personal friction, and then it came to the time of the night where we started looking at going to play. And Now, I will say, we did plan on playing. The play bag was there, and I did shave. Thank God. He would hate to see that little barely there scruff you got down below. Mm-hmm. But when it came time to it, you and I were having a little bit of friction. And we actually chose to step away and go to a part of the club that was quiet and have a discussion. And kind of as we always point to people, take your shit away from everybody or outside or the car. Don't make a scene in front of people. You don't want to ruin their time. Plus, you don't want to make yourselves look like that, look like an ass. that couple. <laughs> But when it all came down to it, and they said, are you ready to go back to the hotel? And you told him no. Yeah, I pulled him aside because we had a third couple kind of sitting with us. I pulled him aside, and I just said, it's not going to work tonight. And he was like, he actually asked why. And I said, you know, we're not on a good page at the moment. We're we're kind of bickering. We just had an uh, issue. I said, so it's not going to be fun for us and for you guys, because we're off. Our vibes are off. He said, I respect that. Thank you so much for telling me the truth and being honest. And then after that, we sat down, we were dancing. We had, you know. We kind of restarted over from there. You know, you and I were at a decent point after our talk and we actually looked at just playing. We're finally like, should, you know, we're here, they're here. Should we do it? But we agreed it was one of those scenarios that we should probably take ourselves out of it, remove the opportunity to do it. That's the last thing we want is something to go bad. Yeah. We probably lost a friendship over it, but they're just like, hey, people have bickers. And I don't think they wanted us unless we we're at 100% as well. So, yeah, exactly. All's good that ends well. That's one thing you should never be afraid of is to take yourself and your spouse out of a situation that yeah, you're not be, comfortable be in. Honest with yeah. your, be honest with yourself and your partner and the people that you're going to play with if there's something going on. I was worried about if that would throw up a red flag to them. If they're like, oh, we take them out and now they're having drama. But I think it was the, if the scenario was flipped, we would probably be pretty proud of the way, if they did it like us, the way it was yeah. handled. It's just yeah. no, nobody saw us screaming or, and we, we, we didn't, we we were well away from everybody and just be like, look, here's where we're at tonight. And Yeah. Well, and I will say this in the conversation I had with him, him knowing us because we've spent a lot of time with them. We are good friends with them. Um, he kind of mentioned that he did notice that you and I were off just a touch, but he wasn't sure what was going on. He thought it was maybe them. And I said, no, it it is us. So 
sometimes you just fall in that scenario. They hit us up and said, Hey, we're coming to town. Do y'all want to go on a date? And I think to our detriment, we chose the club there rather than somewhere that was a little yeah. quieter. Yeah. But like better terms, picked the wrong scenario and it didn't play out like we wanted to, but we saved face with them and can live to fight another day. Shit happens. All right. So, um, the next day, that was Saturday night that we had our little issue. The next day, I got a call from my daughter. She was on the way to the ER, and she's good now. Everything's good. So I had to make a mad dash up to Oklahoma, and then I had ended up moving her. We spent the night in the hospital. Then we also moved her out of the house, moved her into another house. And then you came up and met me, and then we went on to Tent Killer. Let's talk about the little crappy house our daughter got. <laughs> You decided she needed a tiny house. My God, girl. <laughs> you know what's funny? At, at least we agree on what tiny is. Yeah, we do now. And what's funny is I have been trying to downsize all her stuff, and we definitely had to downsize this 300-square-foot house she lives in. It's smaller than the hotel rooms I stay in. <laughs> when we were rearranging her place when she wasn't there, I had to stand on the bed so you could walk by me. There is so little space. <laughs> it's definitely small. But she's going to live by herself with her big-ass dog. What, Milford the dog. <laughs> we'll see how this works. See how long this one lasts before we're back at Oklahoma moving houses again. Yeah. She might realize real quick she needs a bigger place. <laughs> but so far it's going good. And she was coming out of the hospital. So she was a little off. So she wasn't helping much with the move. So yeah, it was a week for me. And then coming off of our bicker, I was not sure how this lake trip was going to go. Going from a fight to a moving week to the 4th of July weekend. Yes. So let's talk about Lake Tenkiller and our adventure with some LS friends. Where do you want to go with this? Well, let, let me just start with the obvious. <laughs> do yeah. it. Let's do it. Suck it up and get ready. Yep. Miss Thing here gave half of the party cove bird fever <laughs> or the bird flu. <laughs> I did so, not. Yes, you did. Go That's ahead and tell the story. That's what they said. Well, okay, so. Go ahead. Go ahead and spill the beans. How'd you give everybody bird flu? I was putting sunscreen on. I was dry, so I was putting sunscreen on. I was on the back of the boat, and before I got in, one of the guys was like, ooh, look at that ass. And so I started twerking it and was doing stuff. So his wife decided to pour rum off my ass crack into his mouth, so we were doing butt shots. And then another girl, next thing I know, this girl comes over, and she's all up in it. So she got a little drunk. And use the excuse that they couldn't come back out that night because she had bird flu. And then the guy that was doing shots out of your ass, he had a huge allergic reaction and had a rash all over his body. So I said, you gave everybody in the party cove pink eye. Uh, yeah. I have a n habit of napping quite a bit. And you miss a lot. Yeah. So I was napping and this girl starts splashing water on me and I'm laying down and she's going hundred miles per hour. She's like, oh my God, I just licked your wife's ass. But I'm like, okay, I guess I better sit up and see what's going on. Now let's do a little side note. I have OCD, so I know my ass was clean because <laughs> I wipe a little too much. So don't even be thinking about that. I wasn't, but thanks for that <laughs> mental image. Well, you're saying I gave him pink eye because I wouldn't be clean, but I'm clean. Well, it was bird flu and an allergic reaction or an allergic <laughs> reaction. So it wasn't a pink eye. No, that chick got drunk. Because uh, she about drowned in the rum. She she seriously did a fourth of a bottle off my ass. Well, that's what she said. She's like, oh, my God. I was all in that. And she's like, I wanted to keep going, but I thought I better share with everybody else. And I was like, I guess at this point I need to sit up. Now, I'd swear to Buddha, when I sat up and looked up off the back of the boat, you were still bent over with another chick face first in your ass. You said you don't remember it, but I'm 100% sure. It was her. And then, no, no, it wasn't because she was the one that woke me up. <laughs> the one with the L. Yeah. Because I, when I sat up, you... You, she was done with your ass and y'all were making out. And I'm like, I need to quit napping. <laughs> that or I'm having a weird dream. <laughs> I don't know. There might have been a few people lined up. I wasn't going to try to say no. I was enjoying it. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> I don't even know where to go from that one. So anyways, we had a good time. Should I time. go get some rum now? Yeah. So, so if you come in October, you can have some ass shots. Because <laughs> I tend to enjoy them. I'm going to let you take over the rest of the show. I'm kind of speechless once again. I don't even know where to go after that. So the rest of the weekend went good. We did the 4th of July. We danced on the boat at night. Someone tried to say I had a moo-moo on. And you stripped out of it naked. It didn't have a moo-moo. It, it was a jumpsuit or something. Yeah, I'm going to bring a moo-moo next time. No, don't. I'm doing it. 
Now, one other thing, you and I got a little action in the water. Oh my God, yes. So you were on the floaty and just a little G-string and you and I were making out and I was rubbing you quite a bit and you started jerking me off and I had to go back to the boat and get a beer and you were leading me by my dick through the water, floating. <laughs> Again, we're in these little floaties in over the head water. So she takes me back to the boat and I was like, I want to slip it in. And you're like, people are out here. I'm like, yeah, it'll be all right. This was a little different because it wasn't a lifestyle event. We were at a vanilla lake. but Yeah, and it was kind of mixed, this group. The, the back group we were at, there were, I think I counted 15 boats tied up together. And we were at the very back of the cove. And no one could see us. Pretty much all those were lifestyle people. So. And unfortunately, the water is muddy. <laughs> it, was, it was green. It was, yeah. wasn't the prettiest I've yeah. seen it. But we slipped it in you and you and I were, and we weren't doing a crazy screaming that stuff we were just doing a nice little slow one well and the waves were helping with the motion so you couldn't tell now this is where when i say i'm quiet comes in handy because the chick that did the ass shot came up and (laughs) was talking was talking to us and she had her foot on your hips yeah she was all blah 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 cats and dogs and squirrels and kittens and we're just like can you not see we're busy here? Where she's yeah, you're bobbing and I've up and down. There, I'm chatting with her. Yeah, and you and start I'm biting talking. your lip. I'm like, okay, and you're trying not to make any noise. And a couple of times, I'm like, oh fuck, that feels good. And I'm like, I'm oh, very quick. But <laughs> she she either knew or she didn't. Yeah, know. she was in a floaty too, and she had her. You said, do you think she knew? I said, well, she had both of her toes hooked up onto my shorts yeah. so she could feel me. You know, slowly pumping in and out. And at one point, I thought about just taking her hand and putting it down there, but I'm like, well. It worked. That's a little non-consensual, but she had been petting on us all weekend. So I'm like, well, I don't know if she will. She had her tongue up your ass. So I don't know if me putting her hand on your pussy would have been a big deal. (laughs) And this wasn't like a five minute conversation. This was like a 20 minute conversation. And the thing is, is we were just like, oh, we'll just do a quickie. Yeah. And then like, I can't really stop now. The other thing is I didn't really want to come because hell, it floated up to the top like a jellyfish. That'd been kind of weird. Yeah, so that was fun. Well, she floated away, and then you started pulling the thing up. You're like, oh, my God, some people are looking at us. I'm like, yeah, they know what we're doing back here. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like we were making a scene. We were just kind of being low-key and a little little fucky-fuck action. They probably sent her over to see if that's what we were doing, and she just enjoyed it. <laughs> I really don't think she knew or she'd have joined. She'd have done yeah, something. Yeah, I do, too. I do, too. I think she would have joined. She's a little too hyperactive. So that's pretty much the highlights of it, wasn't it? Anything else we're missing on that? No, that's it. I did take some pictures. and Did you post the pictures I'm going to have to look. I'm not even sure. Yep. Somewhere I did. Yep. I didn't dance on the pole this time. No, the stage didn't get much action. No? You got up on it that night, but there were only like uh, four boats, and it was 11 o'clock at night, so it was just kind of a small, intimate group. Yep. But that was it. I mean, it was fun. We had had fun. We definitely had fun. We'll have to do it again. Yes. I feel like a prune. We've been in the water so much this year. I think literally everything we have to do this summer has to do with water. Yep. I'm going to be all wrinkly. Yep. You like some wrinkly balls? <laughs> I'll take them. Damn. <laughs> Moving on. We're going to do something we haven't really done yet, but have alluded to the fact that we're going to eventually. We're going to answer some questions that people have either emailed us or asked us. Well, we do answer questions, but we usually do it one-on-one. We and don't... Haven't made a show out of them yet. Yeah. Yeah. But the first one is, this is one I must throw you off guard with. Why aren't we doing a show every week? What's your thoughts on that? Because we do not have time for that. And we want to make sure our content is good. What we want out there. Yeah. I guess we could turn on the mics every week and just talk, but we wouldn't have time to prep for anything. Like it sounds like we prep for a lot, but we just we want to put out a good product and we don't have freaking time. My work eats up a lot of time. We're busy. Kids are busy. I mean, we don't even have time to get through a fight, like we said. <laughs> we have to say, All right, we'll continue this this time next week. Are you busy? I'll be back on Thursday. Can we take this up again? Exactly. We give credit to everybody that does a weekly one. That's a lot of time involvement, it's, but it's just not for us. It's too much. This is still recreational for us. We don't consider us professionals. Please don't take this as professional advice. This is just something we do for fun. And it may be once a month. It may be a month and a half. Who knows how long it's going to take us. Mm-hmm. Let's dive into two more that are a little bit deeper. The first one we got is a couple has recently changed their rules and their style of play and want to know how they transition from friends or talking to someone to play. Before we get into this too deep, let's just cover this. When you change your rules or your boundaries, you need to make sure you and your partner are on the same page. You don't have to justify if you've been soft swapped. Uh, and then you've decided to go to full swap or you've decided to play separately. You don't need to justify that to anyone else. 
except to you and your partner know your rules. So just make sure you and your partner are on the ground with that. The reason I say that is because let's say that the Smiths, we only want to soft swap with. But yet our rule is that we have it out there that we're full swap. Well, we might not want to do that with them at the time because of this scenario or the situation or how we're feeling. But yet the next couple, the Joneses, we're going to full swap with. So it's what's between you and your partner. Playing off what you just talked about, it would be smart to mention timing is very important as well. Looking back at our date that we had at Colette that went a little bit south, that was just not the right time or the place. So to move forward, we really needed to be on the same page. Yeah, I agree. Well, and I also think you need to be forward with what you're wanting. I think don't beat around the bush about it because you don't know. People might just assume you're not interested and move on. You should definitely put it out there what your intentions are. Start having those discussions if it's important to you. I'm going to go ahead and throw it out. The way that we proposition people is we leave it open-ended. When we find a couple that we like and discuss it and decide we're going to move forward with them, I'll run it by one of the part of the couple and say, hey, we really like you guys. We would love to play if you were ever interested in. For us, that's the way that fits best with our dynamic. It puts well, it out there. We're not pushy. The ball's in their court. They can pick the ball up or they can let it sit there. Well, and it doesn't put the pressure of we've got to play tonight. We've got to play this minute. It kind of leaves it kind of open-ended, I guess you could say, where we might play eventually. We are interested in you. And they can go and discuss it with their partner. There's nothing worse than being put on the spot if yes. you want to play. That's that's a quick turnoff for us. Even and if you know it's coming. For us, it's usually a no, especially if we get ambushed with it. One thing also is you need to, as a couple, decide your fishing dynamic. Are you the passive one or the aggressive one? If you're both the passive one, then you're going to have to go find the aggressive couple because <laughs> you're not going to get very far. You're going to have to put yourself in front of an aggressive couple. Yes. That's... Go sit next to them. <laughs> With that, I would say we kind of go back and forth a little bit. You are more aggressive than me, but there are times I am. Well, it all comes down to what your objectives are that night. You know, there'll be times where maybe you're feeling it more than I'm not. You're kind of steering the ship, and I'm happy with whatever boat I get on. Yep, exactly. But I think you probably need to address that within your couple and have a serious discussion about that. Are you the type that's going to sit there and wait on somebody to proposition you, or are you going after what you want? And being aggressive, there's nothing wrong with that. No. As long as you're not being creepy and aggressive. You yeah. Know, you, you can go after what you want and still be aggressive. Pushy. Don't be pushy about it. As the sports quote goes, you miss 100% of the shots you never take. Yep. So if you're not out there asking for the business or asking for the hookup or asking for the connection, it may or may not happen. Yep. I agree with that. And it is hard because sometimes you're just kind of like, oh, I, they're over there talking in their group. Well, that could be their group that they hang out with all the time, but they're not necessarily playing in that group. Maybe they want to play elsewhere. So that's where you kind of snag them when they go get a refill or go to the bathroom. You know, don't, go, don't, go go to bathroom. The, don't do it when they go to the bathroom. That's Knocking creepy. on stores. You want to play? <laughs> God damn, let me wipe my ass here. Where do you come up with this creepy stuff? You blame me for being a creeper. I think you're a closet freak. <laughs> I'm just saying when they're in the hallway... Try to spark up a conversation with them. <laughs> but when you do get a conversation, make it focus-driven. Yes. You can sit there and chat all night. Well, we can talk your freaking ear off, but that doesn't necessarily mean we are pushing do, this forward. I do have to say, I have people come up to me and have flat out asked, hey, you guys are a good-looking couple. My wife and I are interested in y'all. How do you guys play? Boom, right there. It kind of cuts through the bullshit and yep. you can, like you said, you can pick up the ball and run with it or you can let it sit or you can kick it back to them. Yes. So we were kind of discussing this prior to turn on the mics. There's a couple different scenarios and tactics that you need to use depending on what situation you're in. We yeah. kind of discussed kind of different ways to do things, whether it be, be at the club, events, or with friends and smaller outings. Because it, uh, it does make a difference, surprisingly. And you wouldn't think it, but when you actually kind of sit down and look at it like the way that we've had to do, you're going to be like, oh, yeah. After you've been in it long enough and you develop your own style, you will see different you scenarios. Use different bait when you go fishing. <laughs> you do. If you're deep sea diving, you're not using that little ten, not, $10 Zebco or whatever. You're, you're not using, using the thin line and the little bitty hook. <laughs> All right, let's talk about clubs. Now, as our listeners know, 
We fish at the clubs. But it's not our preferred place to engage in. Yes. Contact correct. at. So, but one thing that we do say to our people is, hey, do you want to go check out the playrooms? And we hear that a lot. That is kind of our transition to see if they are interested in stepping up yes. just a conversation. It's non-threatening. They can either say, no, we're good. We're going to go dance. We're going to go to the bathroom. We're getting a drink, whatever. Or they'll be like, yeah, let's do a walkthrough. And that's another one you can use is, hey, do you want to do a walk through the playroom with me? Like like um, sometimes the husband will grab me and be like, hey, let's do a walk through the playroom. Let me interrupt you right there. If somebody grabbed you and said, hey, let's go to the playroom, what would be your first thought? You're taking me to the playroom to fuck. Yes, exactly. But if you set it up non-threatening, like you said, hey, let's do a walk through and check everything out. Yeah. And, and I think if you specify check everything out, people yes. watch however you want to phrase it. Well, and you can shut it down easy or you can, depending on your dynamic with your partner, you can either engage into a little more play with the person you're walking through there with, or you can get to know them. You know, how do you and your partner play? Oh, well, you know, and then go back to your partner and talk a little more about it. Well, by doing that, it does two things. One, it pre-qualifies if they want to play with you, because chances are if you say, hey, let's do this, they're pretty comfortable with it. But two, we've had some that say, no, I don't want to go back there. That may be a, I don't want to play with you. Or it could be like, hey, this is not, we're not comfortable with even seeing it. We've seen yeah. people go to the club and never go back there. Mm-hmm. They're just there for the atmosphere in the front. <laughs> Liquor in the front, party in the rear. Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> or, or yours is backwards. Party in the front, liquor in the rear. The bourbon's kicking there, in. There, there's a new shirt for you. Now, the club is different than like big events, like the pool party event or Naughty New Orleans. Events. Let's say Naughty New Orleans, some of the major national events, cruises. You have to have a little different tactic, fishing tactic going into those. You got to get some different gear. <laughs> you got to bring out a little faster fishing rod is what yes. I would say here. Faster well, boat. Yes. And, it, and I would say the difference between the bigger events and the club is that... The club, you have time. You can take your time and slowly fish. The other thing is at a local club like Colette Dallas that we attend, chances are we're going to see that person again. Yes. Or they, or find out if they are local where we could, hey, let's do drinks, dinner in a hotel or whatever yeah. we're comfortable with. Where at a big event, you got to get them with the net. Like there is no, we're going to sit and drink coffee all day while our line's out there. Yeah. They're like, hey, we're from Hawaii or Germany or Canada. We better snatch them up because I'm damn sure not driving to either of those. I had a moment. I was thinking of our one couple from over mm-hmm. <laughs> over the pond. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> yeah. So you got to be a little bit quicker. And with that said, you need to have a plan like with all these, you know, where am I going to go play if I, they say yes? Are we going to play at the hotel? Are we going to play in the playrooms? Are we going to go back to our room? Are we... What are we doing? We don't want to coin any terms, but one thing we try to do is invite and isolate. Yep. You can fill out if they are comfortable with you. Pretty common for us to ask somebody, hey, would you like to come up and take a couple shots at our bedroom? Which you're isolating them from the crowd. And basically you can pre-qualify if they're interested in you. We've had people say, no, we're not interested in leaving whatever. You know, but here's the way I look at it. If they leave a bar on Bourbon Street to go to your room for a drink, they're interested in something. And they know why they're they're going back. We hope so. We hope so. (laughs) We found some like, oh my God, you people are having sex. (laughs) Where's the door? I would say the the bigger events is probably like speed dating. You got to be quick. Yes or no. It's either yes, I want to play with them. I'm going to get to know them. I'm going to corner them. I'm being creepy again. How are you doing? <laughs> I can't do it without being creepy. You know, come check out my bathroom stall. <laughs> See what happens when you set up dates? You're creepy. <laughs> no, but you, that was that was an excellent analogy that it's like speed dating. You have to be ready. And if there's something you want, you have to start making movements to get it or it's not going to be there in 15 minutes. Not in New Orleans, we've met people and never seen them for the rest of the week. I know. And it's I, so crazy because you think, oh, yeah, we're at the same hotel. There's two nope. hotels, 10 bars, three floors. Thousands You're not going to see people. them again. Yeah. So it's like speed dating. I mean, you've got to be quick on it and you and your partner have got to decide. We're interested. We're going to we're gonna snag this fish up. Let's get to know them. Let's isolate, isolate them. 
isolate them and see if they're interested, if our play styles are all good. And then if not, you throw them back and you go to the next one. If you are serious about hooking up with someone that you're interested in, definitely shoot your shot. We found that at an event like Naughty New Orleans or a national event, you don't have time to really get comfortable like you would on somebody on a local level. You may not see these people again, ever again, or not for another year, depending on their logistics. So here's one as social swingers that we have a tendency to use as our fishing hole, and that's from an existing group of friends. This one kind of gets hard, especially most of our friends are in the lifestyle. And so I, I feel like the way we, can I say proposition them, would be differently. Now let me ask you a couple questions on this. Do you think if somebody rejects you, that it will change your friendship? No. Why not? Because we know why we're in the lifestyle and I'm, the rejection is not because I'm emotionally rejecting them. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. A lot of people, the reason they reject friends is because they don't want to cross that barrier of the friendship. They, you know, just different reasons. So no, I don't take it offense at all. We're all adults. We should be in this for the reason of friendship as well as hooking up. But I guess my opinion is if you reject someone and they don't want anything to do with you after that and you did it politely, then they probably aren't that good of a friend in the start. Sounds yeah, like they're they're, sounds friends. like their end game was bigger than what was going on right then. Yep, I agree. On the flip side of that, do you think if you play with someone, that'll change your relationship for the better or worse? I know some people have said, I don't want to proposition someone because I don't want things getting weird. What's your thoughts? From experience, I can say it betters. We have some really good friends that we finally played with after a decade or two. And <laughs> a decade. <laughs> and I have to say that our friendship is so much stronger. And it's just even when we play, because we know each other so well, that the wife's not having to check on the husband. Like, like you do these are you okay? Are you okay with, you know, you do these little check-ins with your spouses when you play. In a new situation. Yes, where we are such good friends with this couple that you still do the check-ins, but it's a different check-in. This is a more relaxed check-in. And, you know, and if I'm over there laughing, the wife's not freaked out that the husband's not having a good time. <laughs> exactly. And those are good points to make. You, you find a certain comfort level with people and you don't have to, I'm concerned about what you're doing or not concerned. I'm not worried about what you're doing. I guess that's yeah, like a better term. It's, it's I know, a I know you're safe. Feel, yes. I know you're safe and I know you're having fun. So I can focus on who I'm with. Yeah. And you still check in and you still, you know, like you still do that to a different level, but it's more of a relaxed check in. So one thing when you start talking about playing with friends and the people that brought this question up were friends to us, you can find yourself in the friend zone with people pretty quick. Yes. And again, scared of crossing those lines either good or bad. Now, here's one thing that I will say with the friend zone. You can be a friend zone today, but maybe not tomorrow. Or you can be next week, your friend zoned again. And that's a great thing about the lifestyle is that it's whatever you're looking for and you're vibing with at that time and moment. So don't ever rule someone out. So you can still get out of the friend zone even if you... Yes, but yes. what does that take? It takes some work. We bring up the situations where we've met a group of people and somebody came back. We wanted to play with them and never really pushed it. And they came back later and said, oh, we wanted to play with you guys. And neither of us made the effort or a hard enough innuendo that the other took, picked up on it. Yeah. So it just wasn't the right timing is how I look at it. You just kind of... Wasn't it? You can ease yourself out of the friend zone. You just got to be forward and direct and let them know what you're interested in. Yes. Now let's talk about the fishing in the friend group. If you have a big group, like we have a big group we go and eat with all the time. And let's say we're interested in Elizabeth. What you can do a good way is to always sit next to Elizabeth at the table and kind of get to know her, throw it out. Just say, hey, we're interested in Maybe going to coffee with you away from the group, you know, just the three of us. Do those kind of little points if you're interested with someone in your group. Oh, that's a great point. There have been times where we've gone and invited someone to dinner and they invite 10 other people. It's like, okay, you killed what we wanted to do here. We're all yeah. about the group of friends, but we're inviting you on a date. So I think that's another thing where you have to be direct 
hey, would you two like to go to dinner with us? Yes. Would you like the four of us to go to dinner? Be specific on that. Yes. And then if they start talking about 10 other people, at least you're clued in. Yeah. That or, or you can say, hey, I was thinking maybe just the four of us do dinner and maybe look at something afterwards. Just. You got to be upfront. You got to be honest and open about what your intent is. You know, and it's good like to have the big groups because you can meet different people and you can see how they interact and stuff like that. But like I said, if you're interested in a certain couple or something, kind of sit next to them at the table, you know, every time you go to dinner and talk with them. I want to say isolate them, but kind of isolate them where you can talk with them. Invite and isolate. Yep. We're going to coin that before the year's up. (laughs) So we talked about whether you're an aggressor or a passive person and you need to look at what your role is. But let me ask you, whose job is it to push this forward. It's not like the two of us going to walk up at the same time like the Bobsy twins and say, do y'all want to play? How do you work that in for someone that's trying to ease into stepping up a notch? I would say with friends, it's a little bit different. With friends, let's say I have a very good relationship with Elizabeth. So therefore, I will probably bring it up to Elizabeth and just be like, hey, you know, we're interested in your play style. We think we match, you know, just kind of I will... I guess fill her out and see how she says and then go back to you and I think you and I would talk about it and I'd be like, hey, she's interested. Let's schedule a date. I'm not scheduling it because we'll get stood up. (laughs) So you're saying find the two strongest negotiators? Yeah. And and the closest. Yeah. Like if you have a, a couple and a couple. Whoever is the closest out of the couples should probably talk about it because they're going to be closer to be able to be more comfortable to talk about it. And even with us not doing texting or direct texting, there's still a dynamic. Yes. Uh, you know, cross cross borders. You you make the comment, I've got bromances with certain guys because I text them literally every week. That's really the easiest way to set up. You know, yeah, we've got approval. You like him, vice versa. I like his wife. And you just say, hey, you know, hit them up and see if they're interested. And that's how I, and that's what I'm saying is that you would do it in that case where there's a couple other cases of our friendships that I would do it. You know, and one of the most important things is, do you have a plan of action for the play? Do you have somewhere you you can go? Are you telling them, hey, we'd like to play with you tonight if you're at the club or, hey, we want to play with you, you know, next week, can we schedule in a date? So you've sealed the deal. Now we're delivering the goods. Yes. So those are some good points on making the transition from friends to play. Give you a couple different ideas and different scenarios that should give you some tips. So the next question, and this is kind of tied into this, and these are some from some newer couples that we know. And this one's come up quite a few times, actually by quite a few people that say, hey, you do a show to cover this one. This one can not necessarily be pleasant all the time, but how do you reject unwanted advances? I'm sure we all get them. Hopefully, we're not going to want to play with everybody. If you do, hey, good for you. You're you're knocking down the park. There's times where somebody comes up to us and we're just like, "That's a big hell no." For me, I go. <laughs> Remember what we used to do when we first started? I'd poke them in the eye, and when they go, "Oh God damn, I'm bleeding," we'd start doing little crab walk sideways. <laughs> <laughs> but now that we're older, we don't want to run or punch anybody in the eye. No. Well, since we've been in this a while, and feel like we've seen a lot. We're still shocked at some of the shit we see in here occasionally. We've seen some good, bad, and ugly of ways to reject people. We, we can give you some of the ugly ones, and hopefully we have never done these. I feel we were raised with a little bit of cooth where we don't. Some of these we've seen are just absolute bizarre and or shitty. Yep, exactly. Well, we've seen people just literally walk away. Yeah, we've seen snarky remarks about how someone wasn't up to their standard and they made a quick exit. Can you imagine if somebody turned tail and just walked away? Well, that's actually happened to us. Oh, that brings up a story where I felt kicked in the balls. So early in our adventures, we were at our local club there in Arkansas. And across the crowd, I could see you having a pretty good time with a gentleman. So I come up and you introduce me. And super nice guy. Seemed like you were sexually interested in him and vice versa. It seemed like there was a good vibe going between you guys. So to step up the situation, he flagged his wife down from across the room. And she walked through the crowd and basically looked me up and down, made a little snarly face, and walked back off. And you could literally see this guy deflate. Oh, you're, yeah. You're looking banging, and I think he realized he just lost his shot. 
I think you basically just patted him on the shoulder and say, well, have a good evening. It was yeah. nice meeting you. <laughs> I was nice. I was like, oh, what do you say to that? Well, luckily you didn't uh, pursue it after that. I mean, I guess if she's going to insult me, I don't know where we go from there. Well, and that kind of goes to kind of the body shaming. People kind of body shame people when they're not interested. Oh, that person's too big or that person's, you know, that's kind of what you kind of got. I just thought it was because I was ugly. I didn't realize my body had anything to do with it. <laughs> she didn't like bald guys. Don't, why are you trying to say it's your body? It's because you're bald. Come on, just because I'm four foot seven, she wasn't <laughs> impressed. One thing we really want to drill home is try to have a little bit of manners or civilization when you turn someone down. They're putting themselves out there. Hey, they are interested in you. You should take that as the most sincere compliment there is to offer. I'd say handle people's emotions with a little bit of care. Sometimes it's hard to turn people down nicely because sometimes you're shocked or sometimes you are just completely not interested but you know just have coo cooth 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 it doesn't matter if you know you're a bodybuilder and lean and you want somebody that resembles you you know if somebody that was heavier set there's no point of shitting on their night just because it's not their deal there's there's much Easier ways. You should be lifting them up instead of... I always go back. They're making a sincere compliment by wanting to have sex with you. Oh, yeah. yeah. Regardless if you think they're on their level or not. Ooh, another one that we have seen is people ghost. Hey, do you want to play? Or And you can that can be via text, person, whatever, and poof, they're gone. They turn into Casper and they're out of there. I unfortunately do ghost a lot of people, but I ghost because I don't text or message. Oh, you do the good ghosting then. Yes. It's not when they say, do you want to play? You just... Or, I just ghost. <laughs> unless you're asking us out for dinner, then she's not going to respond to you. That's right. I don't respond unless it's about food. <laughs> I could be having this big, long conversation in a group chat and there's nothing. Hey, do you want to go out for dinner? And she's like, what are we eating? <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> well, here's one that we've always struggled with. Proposition someone and they'll say, well, let me see what my spouse says. Yeah, because that, you know, is going to be a no. That is a dumpster fire waiting to happen. Yes, on There's so a, many different levels. Yeah, a couple different ways this can go. One, if somebody comes up to you and says, do you want to play? And you say, let me talk with my spouse. Meanwhile, in the time that you're thinking about it or finishing your drink or whatever, he comes and asks me, hey, do you want to play? I may be a yes while you're a hell no. Yep. After I, If I go ahead and say, yeah, then you come back up and realize I just committed us to something and you either have to suck it up, which is probably not going to happen, or we have to talk our way out of it. Yeah. Yeah, that's just, that's not a good scenario. Or I say maybe, and he comes up to you, and you were not prepared for this, so now we're in another conundrum. Yeah, that's usually just going to be a no. I can just tell you. But we have seen that a bunch of times. Let me yep. ask my spouse. Let me see what they think. It doesn't solve the problem. You need to be direct. If it's a no, hey, go ahead and let them down easy. If it's a maybe, move on. Yeah. Now, with that said, though, if it's someone we don't really know that well, I will, like, if I know you haven't talked to them or to the spouse, I'll be like, hey, this is my husband, you know, and kind of flag you over to come talk to them instead of just being like, let me go talk to him. I bring you in and be like, hey, come talk to him. I'm probably interested if I'm bringing you over. Ooh, I don't know how you would define. Do you remember one time we went to dinner with our group and you were talking with one of the wives? Do you remember how she kind of turned you down? I don't even know how you would explain this one. Oh, this is a touchy one because we're still friends with some of them, but not this couple in particular. So the wife and I, I thought we we're having a decent conversation. Yep. We and me and the husband were having, I think the three of us were having a decent conversation. So I felt like it was a good fit. And she and I took to a little bit of flirting through Facebook. Again, nothing super aggressive, but I think at one point I laid it out there that we would be interested. And she came back and said, oh, I'm not interested in you. I'm interested in your wife. I don't play with guys, which I'm like, okay, that's fine. We hear that a lot. Well, the next dinner we went out with this group, she was talking about how she had had sex with every husband at that table. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sitting here going, okay, you don't have sex with guys and don't want to have sex with me, but all of these are all right, which it's her rules. So that's fine. But my deal is like, Hey, I'm a big boy. Just say I'm not in. I don't. It was kind of like, what's wrong with me yeah. at this point? <laughs> I'm like that guy down there. You did. And not me. Okay. My ego is deflated. Where she could have just said, Hey, we're not compatible. I've had that happen before. I've worked in the bar scene. I've been turned down by lots of girls. You looked at me funny. That's not something to brag about. <laughs> hey, I've shot my shot and missed plenty of them. <laughs> but I think what I was going with there is be honest with people because it'll yeah. come back. Well, we don't sleep with this and then everybody else hears about it. Then you've ruined a potential friendship. Yeah. And that's, and that's what happened is it ended up ruining a friendship. 
Well, and if she just would have been honest, it wouldn't have been that big of a deal. We would have moved on. Who cares? But that made it weird. Ooh, another one we hear a lot is maybe later. Ooh, maybe later is a big topic in itself. That one's a very gray area. I think that's where we kind of go with this. This is either black or white. There's not much room for gray. It's either yes or no, or I need to fill in a gap before it is a yes. Now, we do say that sometimes we leave it open-ended. Maybe later we have used, but with that, I will say we do it. You need to determine when later is. Let's say... Not you, you need to clarify what yes. may uh, what maybe or later means. Yeah, and the reason I say that is because uh, not even New Orleans, we had just put our costumes on, walked up, and someone like immediately met us. We haven't even like sipped our first drink, and we said maybe later. I want to wear my costume for at least an hour. That's what I said. We're gonna make the rounds. We're gonna see yes. and be seen, and then we are down to play. Yes, and you know, and that's that's I, fair. that's fair though. Yes. But the maybe later, well, is that maybe later tonight, maybe later next month, you know? And so you just say, hey, maybe not right now. Now, maybe later if it's a no from your side and they don't realize that, that now gives them the opportunity to, I guess, hit you up every hour, every three hours, every day, every week. Every time they they, see you. Yeah. You said maybe later. When's later? And they're putting the effort in. It's not fair to them. So... It's one of those where you need to hit the nail on the head. It it is a no. But like you said, you know, we've just walked into places and someone said, hey, do you want to play? That's not right now. We're not turning you down, but not right now. Here's why. Well, and even saying that sometimes let's one thing, you know, like female or male issues could be going on. Periods or ED. Yes. And so, hey, we would love to play, but tonight's not a good night. How about next week? Let's schedule something. Right there. There's your answer. Well, I think one thing from your aspect is maybe later, but you need to know them better. Yes. You can explain that. Hey, why don't we build a little bit of a rapport before we just jump into bed? That's not our scene. Let's go sit down and let's chat over here. Let's go, you know. Now, let me ask you this. If a guy walks up, he's super good looking, says, hey, do you want to play? But you have no idea what his personality or attitude is like. Where do you go from there with it? I just flat out tell them, hey, I need to get comfortable with you. I need to, let's go talk. I want to know you a little more. And I guess that it depends on where you're at. If it's a big event, if it's a small club, that now gives him the opportunity to either invest the time that may or may not be successful for him, or it gives him the opportunity to walk off. Yes. And, And I know like when I have guys that come up to me, I always say we play as a couple. If they don't want to play as a couple then they have the opportunity to walk away at that point so let's get back to the topic how do we reject unwanted advances i would say really the best advice we can offer here is be very upfront on things you don't have to be facetious but just lay it out there yeah because they're they're there for the same reason you are so don't waste their time if it's a no no means no Yes is a yes. And if you say maybe, put a clarification and a date and time on it. I think the best way we've always rolled forward with this and kind of learned it probably through other examples or podcasts or whatever. But if someone comes up and hits on us, hey, thank you, but I just don't think we're compatible. That's very straightforward. I'm not saying we're not interested because you're not tall enough, not good looking enough, different race, whatever. It's just, hey, I don't think we're compatible. Yeah. And that's a, a nice way to put it. Now, talk about being compatible. Where this can kind of get a little touchy on rejection is if someone's already a friend. It's one thing where if you're in a playroom and somebody comes up and says, hey, do you want to play? No, and they move on. We have we have that happen at major events. But if you're in a tight group of friends or small group of friends and someone kind of isolates you and says, hey, are y'all interested in playing? You need to address it with kitty gloves, for lack of better terms. We're all adults, but you know, really, if it's a friend, I think you need to take their feelings into consideration. Yeah, if if their friendship is worth being friends after this, then, hey, we're not compatible or, you know, do what you need to do and say it. Be honest with them. Be upfront about it. Do you know of any friendships? Have you heard of any friendships that we know of that have been rejected and quit being friends? I can't say that uh, we do. Yes, we, have you? yes, we do. We've had some here in the DFW area that because we wouldn't play or people wouldn't play with them, 
that they just cut them off and moved on. I guess they weren't that good of friends. Nope. Anyway. Nope. Hopefully, if you do reject a friend, it doesn't end up ruining a friendship. I don't really feel it should. If they're... If they're actually friends. True friends. It's one of those facts of life. Not everybody wants to play with everybody. Not everybody's going to fit together. So do you feel we've covered this pretty well? Yeah, I think so. Well, a couple other things I've thought of before we go. If rejected, try and take it with class. As long as they did it right, it's not an insult with you. You know, there's no reason for retaliation, name calling, gossip spreading. It just, or you, blasting them, outing them. You just want a good fit. That things happen. That's like a job. You're not going to be qualified for every job, so there's no point of running down something that doesn't hire you. Yeah, exactly. Well, one other thing that I thought of is we have seen people that we've had to let down politely that at a party, they didn't seem to go away afterwards. Yes. And uh, it's, it's they, they, they sit there with the sad puppy dog eyes. It's awkward. Yeah. <laughs> Which, uh, yeah, I, I'm sorry. We let you down. We didn't, I don't feel we let them on, but no. it's time to go. And then they sit there and look at you. you know, and they're staring at you all w- night. While you're trying to make a connection with somebody else. Yes. It goes back to handling it with class. You know, m- move on. There's plenty yeah. of people out there that would love to enjoy your company and bodies. Yep. Now, on a closing note, if you are rejected, please do not ask why. But why? Why don't you want to have sex with me? Everybody because else does. Because you're being whiny. <laughs> You're being yeah. whiny and needy. That's like our kids. Why? Why, mom? Huh? Why Why can't I do this? Why won't you? Yeah. With the close friends, I, I think that it, it is a little more acceptable to ask why. And the reason I say that is because our friends, when we were in our bicker, he was just like, why? Is it me? What's going on? I think he was trying to fill out if you were interested in them. Yes. Because we kind of, we were having a pretty decent time with yes. them. Not necessarily between you and I, but with them. And I think when it kind of came to a stop, he he might have wondered if it was him or something he'd done. And at that point, I felt it was good because I was like, it's not you guys. We're off. This is why. And I didn't get into nitty gritty of what our fight was or anything like that. But then it, he was, it, we were comfortable enough and such good friends that I could say why. Now, if it's someone that comes up to me at an event and says, well, Why? Am I not your type? And I'm automatically, yeah, it's because you said that. So I don't think you need to ask why. You're just not compatible. I think we should make it the norm, and everybody should get that in their heads, of just not asking. Don't yeah. don't ask. I'm not going to tell you. I don't care what, what it is. No, I mean, if, you, if you had a horrible BO or something, I'm not even going to tell you. You know, I'm not going to insult you. I'm not going to tell you. We're just not compatible. I'm, in my head, I'm going, we're not compatible because you're a smelly motherfucker, but I'm not going to tell you that. I'm not. Yeah. If you can't tell you're a smelly motherfucker, <laughs> I really got off track here. If you can't tell you're a smelly motherfucker, it's on your own nose. Yeah. Well, it's just if you keep getting rejected, then go to someone that you're close with that's in the lifestyle and ask them, are we being too pushy? Is there something else going on? Like, that's different. That's a good point. I, I never thought of that. That's a really good yeah. tip. That's good. Yeah. And it's time for a gut check there. Yes. Uh, if, if you do that, if you go to somebody and say, why do you think I'm not, then you need to nut up and accept what the consequences is. Yep. That yeah. may be the point that they tell you your BO and grooming's terrible or whatever. Or you're being too pushy and you're being creepy. At that point, you're going to have to listen to what people are saying. Don't ask why you're rejected, but if you do a system check as to why you're not knocking down what you think you should, be prepared for the consequences. Yeah. Well, send us your questions, hopefully. Yeah, we enjoyed this. It was kind of different than our normal breakdown. Yes. All right. Well, hopefully we'll see some of you guys in Oklahoma City at the pool party. And I'm hoping we see you in October in Florida. So let's all, let's go Flamingo. And ass shots off Miss Flamingo. Yes. Peace out. Thank you for listening to the Swinging Flamingo podcast. You can find us on our website at www.swingingflamingos.com. You can also check out our community page on altplayground.net. And we are on all major podcast platforms, as well as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you'd like Miss Flamingo's personal number, you can reach her at nope, 944. Nope, 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 nope. 544. Nope, nope. I got a new one, but don't give it out. All right. Maybe next time. Maybe next time. I don't, you like don't, it? Yeah. I've had better. You've had better? 
You're all over the place tonight. I'm going to use that edit button like a motherfucker on this one. <laughs> I'll probably keep that. You're a dork. <laughs>